0: Uh I feel like Mickey and if Mickey and Jerry were to you know, join alliances, you know, I guess if they were to have their own playpen, you know, these days we have what they call the the vlog squads or they have the uh TikTok houses, you know. So if you have Jerry, Mickey and what's another famous mouse? Whatever those I think the three musketeers, they were mouses. Um <laughs> which ironically, if they eat any candy, they die on the spot. That'd be like naming a human after like uh what's the things that, you know, unhappy wives do to kill their husbands. Uh boric acid? No. Um <laughs> No, nah, I think they put like arsenic, like put some arsenic in your chicken. Or uh there was this lady where this guy actually caught on camera He set up a camera Which if you have to set up a camera Because you're suspicious Your wife's been putting stuff in your food You probably don't need to set up a camera to know that um, <laughs> They're like Hmm, She finally put some seasoning on this hmm, Something's a little up um, <laughs> uh, That's when you gotta worry If you're with someone that makes bland ass food And then it starts tasting flavorful they're probably trying to kill you um but no so if you have a bunch of mouses that create like an alliance and they have their own little frat house i guess you could really call it the house of mouse yep that is what i just set all that up for the house of mouse and you're probably about to use yours the double click uh, what is it called? Control-Alt-Delete. You're just going to log off your computer, throw the whole bitch away, and be like, I am done with the internet because of this guy. Um, <laughs> uh, and just when you find out that Xfinity wants to raise your Wi-Fi bill, $25. All because you've had it for over a year and you're still keeping their modem because you're too lazy to go seek it out. It's like, well convenience is a hell of a thing. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of like convenience stores, like CVS and Walgreens, everything is so overpriced. But the convenience of n- not going out to buy an item and I pay a little extra every month to not worry about that item. That's worth it, you know. Um <laughs> It's like people that uh it's like people that rent from those like uh renting couches, like errands or something. And you know, that's when the t- term I used to always hear, oh, we're going to run errands. I'm like, why is everyone going to fucking errands? Um, <laughs> the place where you rent a couch for like 28 bucks a month or you buy a fridge for 38 bucks a month and then you've had it for eight years and you've paid over like $8,000 for a fucking fridge that stopped working three years ago. Um, <laughs> now, that's when you should just buy the bitch. But at the same time, when you're caught in the midst of just like, eh, I don't really... Feel like it, you're like man, but yeah, but yeah. It's always funny to see those. <laughs> There's this commercial. It's always on the radio commercial because you know if they were to put this on TV, people would be looking at this mother. Only with the radio can you get away with just saying some wild shit. Low credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Eighty-five thousand dollars in student loans doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you owe the IRS <laughs> You owe the IRS six figures? Doesn't matter. <laughs> all you think about is that rock meme. Doesn't matter. Um <laughs> uh, uh, Don't want your child, doesn't matter. Um <laughs> But yeah, I guess the moral of all of that whole opening is that it just doesn't matter. It don't matter to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Welcome to the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Knows the cool background. Is it blinding you? All right, that was bad. The, the The ironic part of blinds is that it stops you from being blind. Like. Because, like, it protects the sun. So, technically, it's a deep blinder. So, why is it called blinds? I don't know. Um. (laughs) Alright. Welcome to episode 245 of the Alpha B Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow comment, subscribe hit the notification bell. most important ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to suck some titties. Yeah. I gotta say... Mm-hmm. Today's unsponsored energy drink, free promo motherfuckers, C4 Energy, Starburst Strawberry. And I got to say, you guys don't give me the jolt that Ghost does. Um, <laughs> It tastes fine, you know, maybe because I've been doing literally nothing all day. So I've done nothing to deserve my God-given natural renewable resource called you know, energy or testosterone, I think they call it, um, which is kind of an interesting thing because I think they said, uh, the I was listening to something, they said that the brain actually only uses, or I don't know if it only uses or if it is a lot, but it uses 20 kilowatts of energy at its highest capacity. You know, not that you're literally being electrocuted, but, you know, you got to use energy. Like, when you're moving, technically you're using energy, and energy requires something to power it. So, you have to use something. Something's being generated, right? Um, but, yeah. I found it interesting that literally the thing that you get charged daily by your power company, like, oh... Your daily average a day was $3.28 because you use 168 kilowatts an hour. And it's like, so you're literally saying on a low end, we only use about five minutes of our brain a day, <laughs> like of a full, like of what it takes, a five minutes of power to fund a small space of electricity. We literally use five percent of one hour of brain power to do the most taxing of things, right? <sighs> Taxes. What are those? Um <laughs> uh but yeah, it is the recording this on December twenty sixth, by the way at 5:30 p.m. Eastern. For the archives And I just exposed myself Not that I'm wearing exposing clothing But Sometimes you put it all out there And then they're just like Put it in there Um (laughs) I'm such a fool But hey I think the boy's a winner Right Winner winner Your Best buddy's a sinner uh, I remember the J. Cole days were I'm a born sinner I remember that type You know, I kind of Missed that type of music Where it was This heavy Like it felt like Instrumentals in the early 2010s And mid 2010s They felt like they made The instrumental specific for the song For the lyrics for all the blend together Like, you know A song should And nowadays it feels like They just try to make the instrumental stand out so much so lyrics don't have to be as potent. And I feel like maybe a lot of artists kind of do that to kind of get by with, oh, this sounds good. Anytime people say, oh, I listen to them because their sound's a vibe. Basically, what that translates to me is that the lyrics suck. But everything else stands out that the lyrics are more of a background, more than the the foreground, the front ground. Ground Zero um, <laughs> But Yeah Is Ground Zero We are starting at today Cause I am Like a Rabbit at the New York City Marathon You know I try to keep up with the international But then I realized pretty quickly I'm going to stay local with my competition. Um, (laughs) I always notice like with these marathon, it's always like. We're not going to stereotype of countries, but it does happen to be typically the same countries that win these long marathons like and they win by a wide ass margin too. like it'll be like, I don't know the numbers that are good, but it'll be like, oh, they ran this marathon in two hours and 12 minutes. And then, like, third place and someone from Slovenia. And it was, like, two hours and 35 minutes. Whole 17 minutes. They're just literally walking to... They're literally just running at the same speed for literally two and a half hours, right? And they're barely even sweating. They're just, hey, we're here. And they're like, oh, the race is done? Oh. Well, that was easy. (laughs) You Americans. You lazy bums. (laughs) Um... But, you know, what do I know? Imagine, like, how useless a marathon is when you really think, well, I don't want to say useless. Potentially, it's not like an Olympic sport. Like, we don't do marathon running for Olympic sport. It is a whole separate, like, I don't want to say charity. Like, because, you know, even though I do think there's cherub, but it's mostly just a extra thing that's just an admirable sport but it's not technically like its own sport if that makes sense like it's not like a it's not like cycling where cycling is like okay we're gonna block out this whole city for nine hours so you guys can you know have your five hour prep you know piss all over the place you know cheat through the subway to cut through it happens like every three years someone gets accused of like man you know this person was an 80 82nd place last year they must have really trained and really because now they're in third place and really they just like cut through a hole they just walk through the whole like pedestrian part cut through like half the race and like hey here i am Like if you do that you better fucking win but i guess if you win then it would be obvious like they're actually gonna pay attention to what the winners are doing but if you come in 7th place, they're like, oh, You know, it's a nice story. It's novelty. Which also, like, I never understand how come in ice cream sections they have novelty? Like, they always make novelty like a kinky term. Like, if you go to certain stores, they have novelties. And it's just a general term to just say ball gag with a G-string attached to it. Oh, they're novelty items. Or it will be like edibles, panties, um, but you know, I've never ate edible panties, not that that's just something you go around in your pocket at work and have for a snack, like, hey, they're like, oh, yeah, I got a Snickers, hey, I got some icebreaker breath mints, like, eh, hey, I got some, uh, I got a size three watermelon G-string, one nibble, um, <laughs> uh, even though technically that wouldn't be inappropriate. To bring to work because it's just food But it's just in the shape Of that But I guess that's probably not A good precedent to send Because it's kind of eluding that you're a sexual being In a Work environment or an environment That should not involve Any of that stuff in any capacity But you know It's a novelty you know (laughs) Um, And some of y'all should read more Um (laughs) But no, nah, like novelty ice creams. All it basically means is we're about to overcharge you for like six popsicles or like six chocolate cones, but they're from Dove. Um <laughs> it'll be like, oh, these Dove, you know, chocolate fudge popsicles, six for eight ninety eight. And it's like, and they're like literally the size of like, you know, an elbow. <laughs> um, not the not even the whole elbow, just the pointy part. Um, <laughs> Brain freeze um, <laughs> But yeah Novelty You know I don't even know like, what, what does that really mean like novelty Like is it really just like Is it basically just like a term for something Like we don't really know what to put on this So we just say it's It's specialized. Maybe that's what it means. Specialized. See, look at Clint putting shit together. It's just specialized. It's like, it's not like if it's ice cream. It's not sherbet, but it's not like ice cream. It's a novelty, you know. It's a brand attached to it. And like, if you go to the other side of the fence, you know, novelty items. It's like, oh, you know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, um. And they're always overpriced, anyways, because it's more of the novelty, the thought of it, that's more inspiring than the actual thing you get. Be, it's like when you pay like, like there's people that will pay like fifteen bucks for a shot glass cup, all because it has a logo on it. It's like you're literally paying fifteen bucks for four ounces the fit four ounces of stuff in there, you know. Which I guess, you know, what are shot glasses made for? Are they really just meant to, like, limit alcohol capacity? Or I guess they're made for specific drinks that aren't meant to be, like, you know, drunken. You know, like that. I'm pretty sure there's some deep behind the bar history, story, daiquiri-style. Captain, where's uh, the rum-bum-bum-bum-bum? Um... (laughs) But I mean, that's the thing with those, like, mixed drinks. Like, I actually came across a video where some some guy, um, you know, like, bartenders and stuff, or even ex-bartenders, they'll make TikTok videos and make, like, these really special drinks just by, like, taking some simple you have. And then, like, all you need is these, like, eight other syrups laying around, and you can make this one drink in this 12-ounce Corona. I came across this guy... He had a just a simple bottle of corona, right. He like drank half of it so he could start doing whatever, so he drinks half of the corona, so we were talking about like maybe what seven ish ounces, eight ounces, maybe I'll misjudge out me out, we'll just say you know what eight to ten ounces of actual alcohol, and then then he starts putting like this peach syrup, this gren whatever that grenadine red stuff is. You know, then this blue thing. The color ended up being blue. Like, that's the overall color. But put, like, these five or six different syrups. And I'm like, that's not even, like, a drink anymore. Like, it's like, that's not even, like, alcohol anymore. Like, the effect has been watered down. And I understand, And you know what the worst part? Is that's how these alcohol companies, that's how these bars actually make money. Like, when you think about it, it's like, I was trying, like, $9 for... You know, a simple like, was it like Long Island tea or some drink that's a daiquiri, some fruity ass pineapple blue raspberry drink? You know, that looks like the pineapple always looks like, hey Arnold's head, um, <laughs> and or like a pina colada. It's like, oh, ten bucks, and it's like they literally use like four ounces of actual alcohol. The bottle probably costs like 20 bucks. So they can make like 40 of those drinks before that alcohol runs out. And then they're just using a bunch of sugar and a bunch of other shit. That's how you make it profitable. Right? But then it's also a waste of money. Because if you just go and get just like a bottle of beer. it's It could be like 4 or 5 bucks minimum where you go. And you can literally buy a whole like 12 pack for like you know, 10, 12 bucks. You know, but it's like, do I really want just a 12 pack sitting around the house? Probably not, because I'm either gonna drink it or it's just a waste of money, right? And I don't really want to drink 12 Bud Lights, right? But you know, you go out for an occasion, whatever the fuck, and then you can't justify just spending four bucks on that. So it's was like, well, if I'm, bespe- you know, might as well get a little sus with it, you know. Actually, you know, because my friend, you know, rest in peace, Myron. He actually used to be like a part owner of a club, you know, out here in the metro Atlanta area. Let's just say some nights it was (laughs) special nights, more than a club, where the officers would come and not say anything of what was taking place. If you know, you know. Um, (laughs) uh, I never participated. I just helped with the DJ equipment. Um, <laughs> but no, and I remember he was like, Hey, you know what? Cause I was like, I literally just turned 21 at the time. It wasn't the first drink I had, but it was like the first time like at somewhere and I was close to the person. He's like, Hey, drink's on me. And I was looking at the menu. I had no fucking clue what the fuck I was getting. I mean, I like, I knew stuff about alcohol, but I was just like, I literally saw, <laughs> It is, see, like, when you're, like, young, young and ignorant, and you're just like, uh, you're like, oh, I want to get, like, you know what, I'm going to get, like, a real drink, you know, and I see some, someone from across, and it was a guy with a girl, and I thought the guy had this blue slushy, this big blue slushy drink with, like, these weird fruits and cherries, I'm like, hey, you know what, this is a grown ass man, if he has this, this must be normal, so I get this drink, and then like immediately when I start drinking, like wow, you know this thing tastes good, and here I am just like lunging over the bar, sipping Cecily, like there's no non weird way to sip a slushy alcoholic drink. Um, I I think it was something like a Bahama Mama drink, and you know. It tasted well, and it was a decent amount in it, and it was free because, you know, it was on the house, you know, and <laughs> the whole night, like, all the guys in, you know, Myron's friend group, in a playful way, you know, just started shitting on me, you know, nah. taking advantage of the fact that I didn't know any better because I didn't know, like, I, I'm even to this day, I'm not, like, a alcohol, like, know all the drinks type of guy, like, I know the basics. I know names, but I actually don't know what's in them. I don't know what it looks like, but I'll probably try if someone's like, hey, try this. And then it's like, oh, shit. Um, (laughs) It's like, you know what? At a certain point, it all tastes the same. Like, I know it doesn't all taste the same, but you know what I mean. It all tastes the same. Um, But, yeah. Good times. I'm not someone to reminisce on the past, but I do miss those days when it's just you know, you not carefree. But I like, I worked just a minimum wage job. I was quote unquote in school. Had the energy to work out. Had the, I didn't even have a car. Like that was the beautiful part. Like if I don't have a car now, life sucks. But back then, life was great when I didn't have a car because expenses. I didn't have that much money, I wasn't making that much, but I also didn't really have any expenses, so, like, even though I was just making, like, 300 bucks a week, I was actually able to keep most of the 300 a week, um, like, but, this time, you know, that's the thing, like, that's, like, the best time, because you have, you feel fluid, like, oh, man, look at me, doing some shit, right, you know, I'm going to school four days a week, you know, I have a job. I actually working at like five six days a week, and then I'm actually having like a somewhat of a social life without even really wanting or trying to have a social life. It was just because since I was helping my friend, you know, it started. But basically, it started because he needed help. But Like he used to do private like events because he was a DJ, but he would sometimes do like some hotels downtown and like lobbies for. I remember one. We went to a the Tuskegee Tuskegee University. They were having some alumni party, but then at the same time, there was actually a member from like the Tuskegee Airmen there. So it was actually I actually got to meet, you know, face to face. I actually got to meet and shook the hand of uh, one of the men that were a part of it, and you know that was like pretty surreal and. Being the only person of my complexion there, it was definitely kind of, you know, they got a little side eyes there. But, it was a great experience, you know. Um, <laughs> but, and I remember that night very, like, there's some crazy stuff from that night. Like, I remember, because typically when I go to these events, story time with Clint here. But, when I would go to these event, events, events. Um, a lot of time I would go. I help set him up the equipment. He kind of showed me the make some, you know, basically had the the program. How like a side to side, like he's a this is all you do. You basically find anything on my iTunes or in this thing, or really anything. If you could convert it from any software, any song you would convert it here, put it here. Then all you have to do is align the beats per minute because it'll tell you the beats per minute if you just align it together more times than not it's gonna sound all right and boy did i just abuse (laughs) all i did was play like neo the whole time (laughs) the same songs (laughs) all i did was play like neo and uh i think i played cassie i i remember i combined a neo and cassie song and i'm like i should be a fucking producer um (laughs) at the time which (laughs) did not age well I was like, man, you know, I could be the P. Diddy of (laughs) this. And I'm like, well, you don't want to be the P. Diddy of anything right now. Um, (laughs) uh, Which apparently, by the way, apparently there is uh, some damning evidence on that. I'm not going to go into that because I actually want to stay on a positive story time. But apparently there is a side story to that where apparently Cassie has turned over a lot of files or evidence that he did coerce her to force her to do things with male prostitutes which basically he's just admitting that he likes to watch guys fuck his wife but I don't know why I will never understand that one to be honest especially like if you're Diddy you don't have to resort to that I understand, like, if you're a man down in your luck, you know, it's like, ah, fuck, whatever makes her happy, um, (laughs) and I don't know, maybe you gotta do what you gotta do to keep your woman smiling, but I feel like if it gets to that point, uh, she probably doesn't even care if you're watching, to be honest, um, (laughs) uh, now that's a soft white underbelly. I'm saying it because, I actually, that was an actual thing from the software I But, anyways, back to the, posi- the, po- the p- p- positive vibes. Um, but, no, nah, you know, I guess this is a Remember Myron episode. You know, I'm kind of, you know, this time of year, I really don't like Christmas or this time of year because he didn't pass away during this time of year. But, it always kind of brings something out of that togetherness like that man really changed my life like to this day like he's the best friend i've ever had but it was only for such a period of time and what's weird is we had this age gap that's weird because it's like i'm talking about having sugar daddy or something like no but like i was like nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, 21 somewhere around that range of, i think 2021 is when we met Actually, no, I was 19 when we met, and he died like a few years later, and he was like early 40s, you know, and the exposure that man gave me the opportunity of taking me to these places, it really opened my eyes to the world in general, right, um, that stuff really opened my eyes to the world, and kind of how it how the real world works out here you know not this uh oh like you get a real gist of how humans actually behavioral things like i wasn't shelter but you know going through the school the school system as they say you know you can be kind of limited in the type of access or the type of relationships you can grow or if you were awkward or you don't fit in there's a very limit cap to the type of interactions that will be granted to you but you know when you change your life and you know you work out and you have a young energy about you going to these things and you gain a certain affinity for actually like it's like when people say they travel it's like it changes your perspective it makes you much more well-rounded I really felt like that was one of those things, like going to these party type of events. And it really changed my perspective of like, oh, like I am a cool guy. Um, <laughs> no, but it definitely been like, oh, a lot of this stuff is more about how you decide the how you want to fit in and people will accept that. But I would have never even put myself in those environments unless this man did that you know for me and so it's a very impactful person in my life you know and you know life goes on you have friends and stuff but like in terms of actually like h- having a real understanding or a true grasp of how I guess like in a simple sense men and women kind of interact and how things really are out there. You know, look, he was... Look, in these environments, you know, I went to a lot of people's houses, to people who he did business with, and you see more of the not-so-beautiful parts of relationships. You see the not-so-idealistic parts, and you see a lot of uh, people that cheat on their partners openly you see a lot of oh yeah she's at where the like you see like the real side of a lot of this stuff right and it's not like this like oh not everyone operates on the same thing and you learn from being around a lot of this how and why a lot of that stuff typically happens but near here nor there um but it was just a great exposure to people you know a true crash course of how true interaction with people works in all capacity, communication, networking, what's important, BS you got to look for. I think that's what a lot of interaction with people are is the reason why experience is very important with that is it's not about the things you learn, the connections you make, it's about knowing when someone's kind of egging you on or when someone's like, trying to fuck you over like you see telltale song when someone just wants something from you and that's it like they're just using you as a gateway to something they want and there's nothing you get in return right that's why i think this networking quote unquote and that capacity matters but those are the funnest times you know no care in the world, just day by day Sometimes I would fall asleep in the car Wake up at 8am, go to school and That's when I could go all four hours of sleep And be a happy-go-lucky motherfucker But nowadays, like, uh, it's 8pm am <laughs> not going to get back home till 1 That means I'm only going to get nine hours of sleep Ugh. Yeah, that's going to be no Like, that's that's how old I've gotten, you know Look at me cocking my elbow back like I'm like having a diary diuretic not diuretic because there's a lot of water being shedded here. Now I'm not talking about tears. Um (laughs) Uh, but yeah. But um So, yeah So shout out to Myron, you know I miss that man And I'm not even gonna get into the way I found out about all that shit About his uh, passing and stuff, you know That stuff's in the past I wasn't invited to the funeral, but who cares, you know It's not like I was his best friend That hung out with him every day Anytime we needed each other there. But you know what, nah, no one gives me the heads up No, but it's fucking cool um, <laughs> uh, Uncomfortable laughter Settling in But that's the thing you know you have And I think we all have that I was fortunate and I think that's why I'm very like I know mature But in terms of like I'm not like naive To all this stuff right And being around him him going through his struggles, his real life situations of having children with multiple women and stuff like that. Like you see the stress, but you see like everything this man did to just see like all of his money was just as he had a wife with their children, had a house together. Then you see like, then he has like his other kid, not other kids, it but you know, he has his... Kids that he makes time for. You know, legally child support and stuff like that. And actually makes time to go see him. Because just because... Like, this man had no time. He's working this job. Doing Uber. Getting a half an hour of sleep. Going to see them. All this stuff. And making time to anything I needed at the time. I'm like, man, this dude's a machine, right? And, you know... and. I think seeing that, it's all like, man, like, there's really, like, if you have responsibilities, you have priorities, like, there's nothing that, there's really no excuse to not make time for those things. Because, like, he also, and but seeing that also, and just my experience in general, running yourself into the ground can also, like, really aid you a lot faster. And, and when things age you faster, typically your life gets shortened because just stress levels in your body, all that stuff. And, you know, but, you know, enough of that sad stuff. I'm not a sad boy. I'm a bad boy. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, if two birds were to get hit by the same stone, that just means they got high (laughs) on the bad pollution that the Chinese burst into the air, which is why our climate is very inconsistent. Because climate change isn't real. Um, (laughs) No, climate change is real. Trust me. It's just maybe there's a lot of reasons for that, you know. Here we go, getting flagged and demonetized. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I am on clown nine. <laughs> uh, which I'm tired of motherfuckers just vaping. Like, indoors. Like, you know what? Like, here's the thing, right? Like, I'm not anti-vapor. You know, do what you want. I'm not an anti... I'm not really anti-anything, to be pretty honest about. There's certain things I'm not a fan of. But... The issue is the comfortability, like vapors kind of have like this um, what is it called like vapors have like this I'm a single mom type of vibe where anywhere I go, you know what that's not a great example. I don't even know why I said that. No, but vapors are like they have this I'm part of a um oppressed community that's not really oppressed. And by that, I mean, like, people's sexualities. And, like, yeah, look. All right, here we go. Now, this is the part where I get fired. Um, (laughs) It's like, no one, like, no one's really, like, oppressing you. A lot of people just create this infinity that everyone's out to get them, right? And so what happens is they create this, this nostalgia. they create this thing in their head where they can just kind of, they're on this heavy defense, and, like, they act outrageous, and anyone's like, hey, can you actually, like, shut the fuck up? I'm just trying to get a rake here. And like, oh, do you hate lesbos? Um, <laughs> what we do in our bedroom is our business. It's like, that's great. We're at Walmart. Can you keep your nonsense in your bedroom? Oh, it's okay when a man gropes his wife in public? It's like... No, yes, but groping on the outside compared to you finger popping her on the inside and in self-checkout is not the self I want to check out, All right? Um, it's like, bitch bag your own shit." um <laughs> uh, but but nah, I know that's a crazy example. But the thing with vapors is like, that's just like in the middle of a subway. They do it if a toys r us was still available they would do it in toys r us like there's no like hey like none here everywhere i go employees do it everywhere i go people do it just out in the open i've seen someone do it like right in front of a cashier somewhere and you can tell the cashiers like i don't know if i could really tell them not to do it even though it's pretty obvious they can't really be doing it but if i do it if I say something, then they're gonna start talking about their First Amendment rights type of shit. I'm like, it does even have this. It's like, then why is your voice so, why is your voice so bad? Then, um, but you know, it's just like you treat it like anything else. You would inhale and exhale. You know, do it outside. Like it's not. It's not really that much to ask for, right? And and then now they have these freaking vapor ones where it's like, it's not even a nicotine flavor. It's not even like, THC. it's just literally just like water flavored mist. There's nothing else. It's just so they have the feeling of it. And it's like, okay, so since we're just going by, oh, well, technically it's not this. All right. So if I go into somewhere. And I make a big-ass farting noise, right? But I just have a squeaky box. Or I'm just playing off my phone in my pocket. And it's just a loud-ass fart. And it's just unnecessary noise. And people are looking at you like, oh my god. And you're like, uh, excuse me? This is my phone. Mind your fucking business. It's not hurting no one. It's like, yeah, but it's still annoying as fucking. You know what the fuck you're doing. You know? I don't know I don't know if that was the best example I'm not tired but I'm not fully here So you know Take it how you get it Let it go and split it (laughs) Every little bit Titted Yeah But uh, (sighs) Excuse me For being Here for you I want to be recruited by the cartel, you know, not because I want to sell drugs, not because I want to feel like, you know, no one better fuck with me, not because I want to intimidate everyday people and be like, I'm part of the Chicharitos. Um, (laughs) No, it's because I just want to feel part of a community. It's like those people that are like part of the Hells Angels. It's like you realize it's actually the fight back against you know all this stuff it's like Well how come you just like Someone backstabs you You guys literally just go into A freaking Into your headquarters and start shooting up each other You know it's like Well it's called you know sometimes You gotta police your own and it's like But Then you guys end up going to court Exposing all your badness So even if you do 99.9% Good intentions is .01% Is what you're representative of so, please don't come after me, Hells Angels. I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Peek-a-boo. who? I will peek-a-booger. And now... You're tickling my stack. Pringles, because I keep it a stack like a Pringles can. All right. But yeah. No, but seriously, you know, it would be cool. Gang, gang. But that's, you know, we do live in this weird culture where we are obsessed with, like, prison. We are obsessed with, like, people's stories about prison, which could be the argument be made, right? Like, it's cool. Like, there's this guy. He's been on Your Mom's House podcast. He's been on some pretty big podcasts named Johnny Mitchell, and he used to actually, I believe, be part, like, be a distributor for the cartels. He used to sell part of it, like, big into that stuff, sell drugs, serve time in prison. And now he literally has a whole podcast, like, kind of dedicated to talking about that stuff. But he actually talked to this recent gambler that basically has beaten Vegas, where Vegas has banned them from all of their casinos. Because he's exposing, like, how rigged they are and all that stuff. So, um, but this glorification of talking about these things, like, I think it's good. To have a knowledge out there of like how serious this stuff is. And talk your story and some entertainment value. That's great and all. Um, but I do think some there are people that will listen and watch him. And be like, oh man, well look look where he came out of. He has all this experience, a life experience. He comes out on the other end. Now he's making a lot of money doing this. Just having a podcast telling this story. And there's, I think it can have a reverse effect. And you know, just in general, like this obsession with like people's stories about prison. It's it's like you're more like It's like it's good, I guess, teach like, look, this shit really sucks. And here's the reality of what life in prison is real like. But it, but I think people's obsession with it makes it where people actually want to be more a part of it and it can actually expose them to want to do more of that stuff i know it sounds like i'm sounding like a old man here but you know i was thinking about it like i don't know you know i'm just talking about like if someone who's very easily uh convinced someone who's kind of like thinks they're uninteresting or thinks they don't have much going on or think they got to resort to something like i could see how someone could listen to Some former cartel member, some former gang member, or someone who used to be in prison. And talk about the, you know, the highlighted parts of it. Like, the cool parts of the lifestyle. And be like, you know what? That sounds better than what my life is now. And look, you can't control, like, if people are going to do dumb shit, they shouldn't do. People are going to do it anyway. So, I'm not believing in, like, censoring stuff. But, I do think we should at least be mindful that don't think that people... Won't watch this stuff and actually like aspire or idolize to potentially be that, even if it's subconsciously, you know. <coughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh. But yeah, I guess I'll end the podcast on this No, You know, there's a closing thoughts. It's a lot to be thankful out here. You know, you have your family. You have your job, you have friends in most cases, you have a life to live, you have freedom, you have choice, you have an abundance of categories, um, <laughs> or scattergories, um, cause I am scattering for your putter pan, um... I hate that. I don't know why. Like, ever since Jeb Bezos has said that term, I just putter in the morning. Like, it makes, like, I think it literally just means coffee with butter in it. But I think it literally just means he wakes up and he wanders and he kind of slowly gets part. He just kind of, like, doesn't plan his fur. Like, he naturally gets into his routine and it's puttering, just like whatevering. But puttering it's like that term, it just cringes, you know, I'm um, sorry, to get a little off track here, but yeah, you know, there's a lot to be thankful for. It's the time of year um am pre-recording a few episodes ahead. I'm trying to release a lot before the end of the year, you know, trying to you know end the year on a good note. It's stressful times out here, struggling with some things as we all are, you know we're all just we're all just one big struggle bill. But I think the biggest thing to always remember is that I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> no, but I think the biggest thing is to gently remember is that um, struggle, struggling on on a lot of things is a choice. It's it's your choice how you kind of internalize it, how you prioritize it, how you let it affect you, how you channel it. Look at me just using five adjectives to extend. Like I'm doing a word essay to make it seem like I know more of what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but. It's uh, a. All these things are really just kind of. How you like. One thing I realized a lot of everything you feel. And how people feel about what you feel. Is how you express through your body language and your tone of how you feel about it. You know, people only feel about what you feel if you make them feel the same way you feel. So it creates a lot of feeling. And that's just too much feeling for one feeling. Get what I'm saying? You feeling me? Um, <laughs> uh, look at me just uh, feeling in the blanks. Huh? Good? Dr. Phil in the blanks, because that's actually the name of his podcast, but, you know, you can catch me outside, um, literally, if I just open these blinds, I'm outside, inside, outside, irreversible edible panties, um, <laughs> yeah. but, yeah, look, I think the main thing this time of year is just remember, it ends, it all ends. It will all end tomorrow. Um, <laughs> nah, but like all of this projected year, all this like time that everyone's kind of going through, it all just goes to the wayside. None of it matters. None of this stuff matters. Like we'll just be on. None of it fucking matters. The money doesn't matter. What we do for a job doesn't matter. You know, what matters most is you, yourself, and you. (laughs) No, but you. But see, there's a constant variable in all these things. It's you. So, how you feel about you is how you'll feel with the people you love. And how they'll feel with you. So... Besides, don't be a Debbie Downer. Don't be dragging down the vibe. Um just be happy, you know. I hate to be corny, but happiness at the end of the day is technically a choice. There's a lot of variables that dictate about how happy you feel. But overall, it is kind of a choice, believe it or not. But um Yeah. I get. I don't know, just Just love the people that matter. Everything else doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your job. It doesn't matter how much money you make. If you take care of yourself, you care about what matters to you. And you're honest with yourself about what matters to you. I think that's what matters. So, just do what matters and everything else will only matter as such. Damn, that was actually a pretty good line. Only do what matters, and everything else will only matter as such. Damn! Take that, Socrates, um, or whatever these philosopher named the Stoic Galileo, or I think his name was John Stoic. I don't know. Anyways, I'm I'm done. All right, guys, that was episode two forty-five, of the Offbeat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most poor ladies and gentlemen, don't forget this sucks some um, titties. Yeah. Have a great day, night. Whenever this is posted, just know you are loved the mosted, mostest, mostest, because <laughs> I'll cream your inside cake like hostess. All right. See, I had you know, I had a whole pod where I was just having. You know, being sentimental shit, and then I have to say some dumb shit like that. You know, ding dong. <laughs> All right, have a great day. Me me. Nice titties.